Welcome back to Evie in St. Louis, the podcast that mispronounces everything. <laughs> and That's a great tee-up for today's episode, actually. <laughs> I thought so. Uh, but in addition to that, we also review new restaurants in and around St. Louis. My name is Nick. Today, we're going to be talking about Con Tayo. Just right off the bat. Right yep. there. No, hello? Cain <laughs> Tayo. Filipino restaurant that opened in February just off Locust in Midtown. Today joining me are my better two-thirds, Travis. Hello. Good to see you. And Francie. Hello. How are you doing today, Francie? Quite well, thank you. Good. How are you? I'm good. And Travis, report in. I'm doing great. Wonderful. All right. (laughs) Back to business. (laughs) Now, uh, Travis, I wanted to talk to you because, you know, we all live our separate lives but never has this been more obvious to me than a few days ago when I learned about your birthday celebration from our Instagram feed. No kidding. While you were out. Hey, everybody. It's partying. It's Travis's birthday celebration. Uh, I did invite you. You did. You, you just didn't mention it was your birthday. Okay. So my birthday was actually when we were in London. Okay. And so this was just a couple of, like uh, our friend Jim, who has been on the podcast before, and his partner Michael and our other friend Dwight, they were just like, we've got to, we want to celebrate your birthday with you. You were out of town. So I actually objected to this whole idea because I was like, my birthday like has long passed. Yeah. And there, it is no longer a time for us to go out for my birthday. But Hannah, my wife, just finished her MBA. So I acquiesced by saying, well, it's we're celebrating this. Yeah. So, well, bravo um, to Hannah. That's yeah. wonderful. I would and, have liked to have celebrated that too. <laughs> and, and was your birthday not this month that we are currently in? Uh, no, it was in June. Oh, well, End yeah. of June. And so this there is, is such a thing October. as birthday month. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When this podcast comes out, it is October. <laughs> 2023. <laughs> okay. So yeah, today... This is my pick, Kai and Tayo. And um, uh, you picked somewhere you could not pronounce. Yeah, I saw it a few months ago. I put it on my list. It was somewhere I wanted to check out. I called it Kane Tayo the entire time. And I should also add one of my best friends, my oldest friend in St. Louis, Jerry, is Filipino. And so I told him about it and said, hey, we should go here. And a week later, he was like, hey, did you know there's a Filipino restaurant in St. Louis? <laughs> We should go. All your friends listen to you as well as we do. (laughs) (laughs) Kantayo literally means us eat, but it's what they say for let's eat. Hmm. The owners first opened in 2018 in Trenton, Illinois, and then they found that most of their customers were actually coming in from St. Louis doing like a 40-minute drive, and they were like, why don't we just move to St. Louis? So last May, they closed, and this February, they opened up. And that's on 2700 Locusts in the burgeoning JC Midtown project. That was a really interesting building because I thought they were going to be right on the corner. And there's another place yeah. that you see first. And they're actually on the, the side street, which is yeah, Beaumont. Right off on the side. So I took note of that when we went. There is a brewery that's opening up. Uh, Bluebird, Bluebird Brewery. Yeah. yeah. What and- the hell? It's a cardinal town. <laughs> <laughs> What do and they then, think they're doing? There's also a wine shop opening next door. So oh, like that. there is a lot of stuff coming to this little area that it's over kind of where the big Wells Fargo building is. Yeah, they're they're in between Midtown Alley and Downtown West, which 
our creative companies and residential area respectively and so they're trying to have some of that like commerce in between them so yeah there are a lot of interesting things popping up there i think it's a little bit of the overflow from the new stadium absolutely and i experienced that trying to find parking on saturday (laughs) this is not the first filipino restaurant um in st louis fattened calf oh okay I have heard of them. I've heard great things. I haven't been there yet, but that's a Filipino place. And then in Maryland Heights is Filipino Bakery Cafe and Market, which is mostly desserts and such. So there are other restaurants, but certainly not an abundance of Filipino restaurants. exactly, yeah. Of course, you know, we talked about before we started recording uh, Gorilla Street Food, which had, I think, three restaurants at its peak and has kind of pulled back a little bit. I think they're temporarily closed right now, but I think maybe the food truck's still going. But That was a huge favorite of ours. And yeah. so when they closed down, you know, it was bittersweet because we were sad to see them go, but Navin's Barbecue opened up in their place. Mm-hmm. I love Navin's Barbecue. So, But hopefully, you know, they're rebuilding with the food truck and we'll, we'll see them storm back. But, uh, it was a lot of expansion at, I believe a pretty rough time for restaurants. So, um, yeah. You guys want to do some Yelp reviews? Yeah, sure. Yelp. Yelp. They're uh, 4.5 out of five stars with 28 reviews. Oh, wow. And how long did you say they've been open? Since February. Okay. Well, Sandra Kay from St. Louis, Missouri, she gave it five out of five and said, I walked in and the karaoke was going strong. Food came out way faster and there wasn't a crazy wait. It was so delicious and hot and fresh. Did you guys experience any karaoke while you no were there? No karaoke I on didn't. our night. How are you guys on karaoke? Love it. In a certain context. Okay. Francie? Not really my thing. It's not my thing either. In fact... I I went for dinner at five. I would have been very disappointed had there been karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're not open too late, and they don't serve drinks. So that's an interesting combination, but... um, That was the situation I was referring to, is drinks must be involved for karaoke. Right, yeah. So recently I was accused of having karaoke PTSD. I don't know if that's true, but I'm not a big karaoke person. And when I saw it, there were a lot of comments mentioning it. When I went on a Saturday at six o'clock, I was like a little bit prepared for it. You know, Um, it wasn't going. So I don't know when they do that. Or maybe if it's just you want to, you go up and say it. I didn't do that. But anyway, karaoke is just so hard because I've gone to some places that are doing karaoke and run into, you know, just regular people that like get up the courage to go do it and it's fine. And that's actually what I'm more comfortable with. Sure. But I did frequent a bar once that we tried to leave before karaoke started because all the Wash U theater kids would come to this bar oh, yeah. and try to be as professional as possible. Oh my God, I would have loved that. I wish you had told me about it. That sounds wonderful. They would bring lists of songs they wanted to do. They would take turns going up. And of course, no one else in the bar was like, oh, I'm not going to go while they're singing some show tune from 1975. That's heaven on earth. (laughs) Free show right there. Cabaret. To each their own. (laughs) Okay. April D. from St. Charles gave it three out of five and said... 
I really wanted to like this place, but unfortunately it left me feeling underwhelmed. The lumpia was good, the pork belly, lechon kawaii dish, was bland, and there isn't much to say about it. The sisig was kind of a letdown because they didn't have the sizzling option, and to me, the sizzling plate makes the dish not only authentic, but tasty too. Yeah, we got the sizzling sisig. So did we. Did so you? I don't know what happened to poor April the night she was there. It's in the same vein as people that order fajitas at Applebee's. Yes. It's like, you just want people to look at your yeah. table. <laughs> and be jealous. <laughs> you get the walk out, it's making the noise, everyone turns around, smells it. It sounds like applause when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> and this last one is from John A. from Falls Church, Virginia, who gave it five out of five stars. He said, Amazing. Really glad I found this place. The food was delicious, tasty, and authentic. The restaurant's great, clean, and hip. The staff and owners are super friendly. So far, the restaurant that I've been at that has all the good things. After experiencing a few bad restaurants in this area. Ooh. Hmm. So you know I dug in and (laughs) found out. Investigative journalism. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So he was only in town for like a week. Oh, you actually... Of course I did. (laughs) Where else did this guy go that disappointed him? Uh, He went to a place called BLT's Breakfast, Lunch, and Tacos. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Sounds great. I'm in. (laughs) I love BLT's and Breakfast, Lunch, and Tacos. Travis thought that was one sentence. He gave that a one out of five. He said, there's a cashier who takes your order. She's doing a great job being slow. Oh, oh, man. Burn. <laughs> and then at Sugar Fire. What? He gave Sugar it, Fire is fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, barbecue is a very divisive subject, yeah, yeah. Um, especially from different regions. He said, I don't know what's the beef about this place, but the guy who served me the meat must have got a beef with me. Mm. Gosh. Okay. Badum pump. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a saying? What's the beef with this? Like, I know. No. He had a, no. I think he was. Well, like, you trying can to have like, a beef with someone. You can have yeah. a beef with someone. But he's like trying this double pun. And yeah. the first part of it, he just meant, what's the deal with this place? Why people Our, like this? This place? podcast is now reviewing other people's Yelp reviews. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> he's um, not from here anyway. No, he's not. <laughs> He also went on to say he got the smallest serving compared to the guy in front of me and the guy behind me. And I just love how sad this guy is, like, looking at both of their <laughs> servings. And he's like, what the hell? That guy got that much? And I only got this? I wish he said, where's the beef? That would have been a nice... Mm. Uh, shout out to Clara Peller. The yes. spokeswoman for Wendy's. Wendy's, back in the day. <sighs> she uh, passed in 1987 in Chicago. An icon forever. She is a legend. All right, let's talk about our experience. Experience. I've been wanting to go for a while. I invited my friend Jerry. I told him, you pick whatever we order, I'll buy. Um, We made plans. He canceled. He got sick at the last minute. So like a week or two later, I I have a free night. I say, hey, do you want to go? He says, I already ate. I was like, okay, I'm going to go anyway. (laughs) He says, fuck it. Pick me up. So (laughs) I pick him up. We go, I say, oh, pick uh, three entrees, and we'll have them at the table and share. And he picks four. He's, 
All right. He already ate. He, I like his style. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in. In his defense, he did say, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll pay for the fourth one. But we can't just get these. We have to get this, too. And I was like, okay, whatever, if you want that. I mentioned already, they have, you know, when you walk into the place, one whole wall is windows. And then they have this wall of fake grass, the neon sign. It, it is the total, like in fashion thing for restaurants it's yeah. the plant wall with the neon sign yeah. mm-hmm. uh the kitchen had the same setup oh, when we went yeah, they also had the plant wall oh. with the neon sign <laughs> i thought you were saying in their kitchen oh, no. they had a, an extra wall like that go in the back and take your instagram photos <laughs> i guess they do their karaoke in front of that wall the yeah, artificial so greenery with the neon in the corner there they have some audio equipment and when we were there they had a tv that was playing music videos and stuff yep yeah yep so when I went, uh, I went for dinner on a weeknight. What caught my eye at first was the area. There's a brewery I've never heard of, which I'm always like personally insulted when there's a brewery that I've never heard of because it's like I swear I've been to all of them, and then I saw a new one. They're not open yet, but I will be going as soon as they are. They haven't invited you yet. <laughs> Like you didn't invite us to your birthday. I just, I love going to craft breweries and I have been to all of them in town and to see a new one. I was so excited, but they're just not open yet. So walked in, saw the karaoke equipment. And I thought, man, if somebody gets on this mic while we're eating, it's either going to be the greatest thing or we're going to have to leave immediately. So (laughs) it it was going to be one of those two. The crowd when we walked in really like stuck out to me. They were doing a big catered, uh, I believe it was like a um, like a baby shower there. So a huge table was reserved for that. But then there were also like a lot of groups of like eighteen to twenty five year olds. So like a young crowd mm-hmm. uh, looked like you know maybe from the local colleges like SLU or something like that were coming to eat here. So that jumped out to me. It's like okay, I I think this place is going to see a lot of success because they're obviously attracting a younger crowd that loves to go out to eat. Yeah, it was so we mentioned earlier they're drawing people from 40 minutes into Illinois. So yeah, yeah. They so came with their own fan base already. Well, I went on a weeknight too with my friend Judy Kay, and it was a Friday. Um, not that they are only open till eight. You mentioned they're not uh, open late. Eight is their closing time, and we got there a little after seven, and there were only two other tables there. So for a Friday night, kind of winding down, and our server was very efficient. Her service was excellent, but you know, it was not... Uh, designed for a leisurely experience she wanted to get mm. the orders in and then get, get everybody out by eight that's interesting like i noticed there were only a few negative reviews but they were all talking about how busy it was and how there was a wait and stuff so maybe they were mm. all in the first week or two and they've kind of smoothed out since then but you said you went on a saturday too right? yeah so the second time we went was just this past saturday i went around that same time six o'clock and was kind of expecting it to be super busy and it turned out there, there was a soccer game going on mm-hmm. so there are a lot of people in the streets we had to park a couple of blocks away but they weren't super full which it might have been the timing of the soccer game also if i know there's a soccer game i try to avoid like midtown because it's like that is going to be that's a good point. full of like soccer fans yeah. so that might have been you know, happening to. Yeah. By the way, when I drove by it, there's a bar right down the street that had, you know, they're, they're all wearing the colors for the soccer club. Mm-hmm. And the color is like a little bit pinker and duller. They call it city red. Okay. Which is definitely more a pinkish it's, than a cardinal red. Yeah. Cranberry. So my first thought was like, all of these people are wearing old cardinals clothes. <laughs> They've been through the wash too many times. They're like, oh yeah, we have that new team. Okay. <laughs> I'm so dumb. 
But yeah, they weren't doing karaoke that night either. I didn't even notice the karaoke equipment. Wasn't worried about that being an option. But, um, <laughs> the space was clean and neat and bright. Mm-hmm. And um, they had fresh flowers on every table, which I thought was a nice little touch. Yeah, mm-hmm. just that wall of windows. I mean, it makes it feel like such a bigger, like more inviting space. Yeah. And I think they, one of part of that area is, is a garage it's door. It's a garage door, like a yeah. rolling garage mm-hmm. door. So they'll so. have indoor-outdoor seating when the weather's... yeah. Pleasant. It's very on nice. the three and days we have in St. Louis that the weather is nice enough outside to oh, not really? matter. Travis, <laughs> there are many days. At least four. The food. So before I talk about what I ordered, Nick, you said you almost told us what you wanted us to order. Well, yeah, I, I went first and I was worried that you guys, you guys aren't picky eaters, but you have your things. Right? Would you call? Uh, I don't even think I'm a picky eater adjacent. Really? If there's vegetables involved. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Travis. It's time to own up to this. We've been slowly now, trying to walk you through it. I tell you it. what I got, like, you're in this, it fits right into this narrative. Okay. So fine. Okay. So yeah, I went, I, I had had four dishes already, and I thought there's something that I think Travis would like, and there's something that I think Francie might like. But, uh, We're about to find out. Yeah. So what I thought you should have gotten was the pork adobo. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll get to my review of it. And Francie, there's a noodle dish. The pancit? Yeah. I did get it, and I will tell you about it. Uh-oh. <laughs> I failed. That 50%? I just... That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Francie, tell us about it. Okay. So there were two of us, and we shared an order of the lumpia, which are six mini Filipino-style egg rolls, and they're crispy, filled with ground pork, onions, carrots, celery, and special seasonings, and they're served with a really delicious sweet chili sauce. So we knew for sure we wanted to split an order of those, and they were very tasty, and they were out very quickly. I mean, they're they're on it. The service was great. Like, just fried to perfection. Oh, I, yeah. I loved those. I, we, we got an order ourselves, and man, knocked it out of the park. Then... We had already looked at the menu, Judy and myself, and we had both agreed we wanted to try the pancit, mm-hmm. and it's described as stir-fried rice noodles with chicken, pork, carrots, celery, onions, garlic, and cabbage. Sounds great, right? We like the noodles, and we thought it was going to kind of be like a special fried rice, but with noodles. And then we were trying to decide what our second dish should be, and we asked our server for recommendations. And she suggested two things, the sizzling sisig and the bistec. So we're set on the pancit, and we decided to go with the sizzling sisig, which was a special dish. Whoever I read before who said she didn't get it sizzling, this came in the little sizzling skillet, chopped crispy pork and chicken, red onion, bird's eye chili, serrano peppers, mayo, soy sauce, and calamansi juice. And it was topped with a fried egg, and then it came with a side of white rice. And it was supposed to come with two more lumpia, which, by the way, we did not get. As oh. this oh. special was described, it was was supposed to come with two lumpia, and we never did get them. Mine didn't say that on the menu when we went. Ah, interesting. So here's the thing. The sizzling sisig, we really liked a lot. Doesn't that sound like suffering succotash? <laughs> the Filipino version. But the pancit, the one we were absolutely determined to get and, and thought we were going to love, we didn't love. Hmm. Um, and I think my theory is the cabbage. And I like cabbage. Mm. I like stuffed cabbage rolls. I like sauerkraut on Rubens and hot dogs. 
but I think there was just something about the cabbage being cooked in with these flavors. It didn't taste bad, and we ate it, but it just had kind of an off flavor and fragrance to us, Mm. and so we didn't take seconds of that, but we ate every bit of the other one. And now I'm curious as to the bistec, which is spelled B-I-S-T-E-K, was described as a beef stew. And so I do want to go back and check that one out. So Hannah also got the pancit when we went and she enjoyed it. What she called out was they put a few of the toppings like on top of it. And she wanted more of those that she could mix in. By the way, that's a great point. So we thought it was going to be more like special fried rice, Mm -hmm. which all these things, you know, are mixed in. in. There, it was mostly noodles with a tiny bit of these things that were described as being in the dish. And yeah, she just felt like if she would have had more of that to be able to mix in, it would have uh, helped vary the flavor a little bit. Because she was like, once she got past bites with those ingredients, it was a lot of noodles. But what she also brought up that I think is a good point is that these dishes are probably designed to split. That's interesting that you said that because almost every other dish comes with rice. Mm-hmm. And I felt like some of the dishes, most of them that I had were so rich and flavorful that they could be four meals if you got another thing of rice, you know? Because mm. that went a long way. But with this, it's kind of the opposite, where it's just like overloaded with noodles and not enough flavor. But the noodles were perfect. I mean, oh, the, yeah. the noodle, the texture of the noodles was great. It was just um, this, this, the rest of the stuff. There wasn't enough other stuff, and it had just a little odd flavor, we thought. And yeah. I mean, the serving size is huge. Yeah. It, like, the, the plate of it was... I'm holding up my hands as if this isn't an audio medium, but... I'll take um, a picture. <laughs> Check out our Instagram for Travis's hands. It's it's like the size of, like, a laptop is how big the the plate was. Wait, and what, so, what size laptop? Uh, 13-inch. <laughs> they're, they're also... Um, well, they, they go up to eight. I think there's two dishes right now on the menu that are $18. But I thought of, you were talking about laptops. I'm like, <laughs> I don't need to know the various sizes of laptop. <laughs> well, see, that, the sizzling sisig that we got was the special. It wasn't just the regular sisig that was on the menu. And that's why it was it was just special and it was $18. And it was supposed to have those lumpia. Okay, so after I went the second time, I noticed that two of the things that I got weren't on the menu anymore. And the, they had changed to a couple mm. of things. So I did ask the waitress. And she said that they changed about every two weeks. They have some mainstays that they keep on it, like the adobo, which, by the way, is like the national meal of the Philippines. Please um, tell me you got that. I did. It was amazing. Okay, great. I was like, please tell me somebody got the national meal yeah. of the Philippines. Yeah. Chicken is the national. Chicken adobo is the national meal. Uh, when Jerry was ordering, he was like, we should get the chicken, but I kind of want to get the pork. We ended up getting four pork dishes. I have no regrets at all. <laughs> But if you want to go for like the classic, the chicken is it. So you didn't get the bistec, did you, Travis? I did not. Wow. Okay, because that she really recommended it, and um... yeah, I have to look to see if that was even on the menu at the time. Mm. Oh, it's crazy. I usually go in and ask for recommendations, and for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to go on my own this time, and I wish I would have asked for recommendations. Because so what else did you get then? I was actually going to get the sisig, but. We got the sisig nachos as an appetizer. And she's like, well, do you really? It's basically like kind of the same thing, except this one's on nachos. Yeah, different delivery device. Yeah. I'll come back to the nachos. I ended up getting the, I'm going to butcher this, Lashawn Kowali. 
The Lashan Kowali is pork belly boiled in herbs and spices, then deep fried to gold and crispy perfection, served with white rice and Sally salsa. It was really interesting. I got this because I was trying to branch out. I was trying to get something different. I'd never really had pork belly. I know that it's big in Filipino cuisine. I was excited to try it. I know you've had pork belly. I. It's a big movement, and I'm always skeptical of people making pork belly because I feel like it has a big opportunity to come out as just fat. Yeah. And I was like, this is a part of their cuisine. I trust them to cook it the right way. So that's why I was like, I'll get it. When it's good, it's very, very good. It's so good. And when it's not, it's just fat. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I got here. I wish it had more of the sauce because I actually agree with the review that we read. It got a little bland because it was white rice and then this fried pork belly. It came with this sauce on the side, but it was a small cup of the sauce. I wanted a lot more, but the bites I had with the sauce mixed perfectly with the like fatty crispiness of that pork belly and the rice. But when you didn't get the sauce, it was something fried on top of rice with no sauce. And mm. that can be a really dry bite of food. And I was even mixing in the vegetables. Good uh, job. Uh, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, Fancy, will you get a star out? <laughs> <laughs> You've earned a star this week, Travis. Now, I just want to say the flavors were really good in those bites where I got a little bit of everything. There were just bites where I didn't, and that's where you know it went from a really amazing, unique food experience to like, this is okay. Mm. I want to go back to the sizzling sisig. When we were ordering that, Jerry made it a point to ask our server if this had snouts in it. Oh, dear God. Part were of there? No. Oh, no. good. <laughs> Uh, let me go back a little bit. Jerry, when Gorilla Street Food came out, Jerry had beef with them. Oh. He's like, I don't like fusion. Hmm. We've been arguing about it ever since. <laughs> My argument is that all Filipino food is fusion inherently because they have a lot of Spanish influence. They have a lot of American influence. And a lot of their food is made from what they call awful parts of the pig. Mm. Not A-W-F-U-L, but O-F-F-A-L. The leftovers, basically, huh. uh, from a time when like the Americans would get the, the good cuts and they would learn how to make things with other stuff. So the first time I had Filipino food, Jerry cooked something for me. No idea what it was. It was amazing. It was a big stew full of parts, full of parts. Yeah. <laughs> Got some ear in it. I think it was the first time I'd probably had pig's ear. So, yeah, Jerry was like, hey, I just want to make sure. Is this full of disgusting pig parts? He didn't say it like that, but <laughs> but they use like prime cuts. So I mean, we are Americans after all. Yeah, with this, it's like chicken and pork, and they are kind of like fatty bits. It's a good sizzling sisig and crispy mm-hmm. and crispy. Yeah, if you liked it sizzling, the nachos were they were the highlight of the meal for me. Were they actual tortilla chips or what was the? It was almost like. Like egg roll wrapper, oh, uh, okay. cut up and fried, yeah. and then they topped it with that sisig, and it is incredible. I mean, it's worth going just to get that. I hope you know. It, it sounds like they're constantly like um, enhancing their menu. Mm-hmm. I hope they find more opportunities like this because this I felt was like a shining star of what we got was were these nachos. I can't wait to see if they like lean more in this direction of like a little more fusion or a little bit more like interesting 
different ways Jerry, to like serve up a traditional cuisine. Jerry's not going to like this. Well, man. I'm sorry, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> he does live right by them. He's going to be going there every day, I think. But uh, one dish that I got, which I really loved, is called Dinuguan. And it's a classic Filipino stew. It's also called chocolate meat. Oh, dear God. Ooh. Is this the thing with the pig's blood in it? Yes, it is. Holy cow. <laughs> Um, but Jerry, he kind of warned me, like, are you okay with this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm game for whatever. It's a chocolate color. It's a very dark brown color. It looks maybe like a chili or something, but it's smoother. It's diced pork with garlic, onions, chili pepper. It's got some vinegar in it. But the main thing is that it's cooked in pig's blood. It, did you like know what you were getting? Have you had something like this before? Or were you really like, you know what? I'm going to be an adventurer. I'm, if somebody tells me that it's good, then I'm down to f- try to figure out why they think it's good you know okay if somebody says ew this is gross smell it i'm like no thank you <laughs> yeah but if they say it's this good, is I'm terrible like, try it yeah. it's like no yeah. <laughs> and it was great it was kind of like a rich livery texture and flavor there are two dishes on there with liver listed and yeah so you know judy and i were not as adventurous as you we started by ruling out the things we knew we weren't yeah. going to get. And then from the, the what was left, we decided what to get. I want to hear you describe this more because like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I'd be interested if it sounds, you know, good, but I, like, I, I, do you like liver? I don't know if I've ever had liver. No. Okay. It, it's a kind of weird taste. It's a little bit like of a dark pungent kind of flavor. Do you like venison? If you yes. like venison, yes, you I, probably would be able to tolerate liver then. Yeah. I just feel like there are so many people that would walk into a restaurant and see something cooked in pig blood and like nope. that's the first thing yeah like absolutely not that not would a be chance. Have, Judy. Yeah. Did you have black pudding while you were in London? We didn't, but I would have. Like I I was totally on board. We just never saw it on a menu. Yeah. I went to a, a place and got a burger that had it on it and it was just a mess and it wasn't a very good burger. But I had to try it. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. Well, like, and Hannah, sounds Hannah has Let's had black pudding in the Dominican Republic. They had it at one of the like restaurants there. Yeah. And so I just wanted to hear your take on it because especially in St. Louis, I feel like you would get a lot of people that maybe are coming in for a soccer game or something like that. And they're like, well, let's try this Filipino place. And if they saw that on the menu, it's like, no. Yeah. They could scare them off from the other things. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say it's not necessarily mutually exclusive that people who like soccer are not adventurous eaters. Oh, I that, know. That Venn diagram doesn't exist. I always just think Why do of you my hate soccer fans. I always just think of like my parents, and if my parents came in and I like sent them menus to look at beforehand, and they saw one with something cooked in pig's blood, they'd be like, "Not, not even not that dish, not that restaurant." Yeah. <laughs> Well, they have since taken it off the menu. I hope it comes back, but it's one of the things that is floating, apparently. Another thing about it is it's more on the liquid side. I got two stews. Um, the other one was the Beacol Express. Um, oh, yeah. That was also great. And that's more of a hearty, like, big chunks of pork, onions, and long beans. And it's kind of lighter on the, the broth. You know, it's more mm. substantial thing. So it said spicy on the menu. Not too much. Okay. I, everything that I had there had some spice to it, but I, I didn't have anything that was hot, you know? Okay. I like um, spice. I'm personally a big fan, but I know some people, would they see spicy, it's... Yeah. No, this isn't like, you know, Thai restaurants are known for yeah. just 
having trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing about this is it's it's like a coconut base, so it's creamy and a little bit sweet. So the spice isn't overwhelming at all. And then yeah, the, the I think my favorite thing was the pork belly adobo, um, which by the way. I keep saying, because adobo is a more common word, but when I said it in front of Jerry, he goes, no, 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 it's adobo. And I was like, adobo. And he's like, no, you're saying adobo. It's adobo. And I'm like, I can't hear your di- the difference in what you're saying. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to be able to do this. But yeah, that was just amazing. That's mostly a meat. It's just basically giant chunks of pork belly, fatty, it's salty, it's vinegary, garlic. So delicious. And I think is one of those things... So, in my personal opinion, the sisig was a little bit too bland. I also got the Korean barbecue yesterday, uh, which was a special. Kind of feel the same way. It was really good. Oh, really? It's a beautiful dish. I think tons of people are going to love it. But for me, it was like, those, I'm not going to go back to those. The barbecue is just skewers. It's like three skewers. And it's got a little mango salad. It's got yellow rice with that. It's got a nice little flour that I'm pretty sure oh. you can eat. I did. Um, <laughs> if the flour comes on the dish, it's got to be edible. Yeah, they put that on their Instagram all the time, and it looks—it's gorgeous, incredible. Yeah. So that's why when you said you got the barbecue, it's like, oh yeah, because yeah. I went in looking for the barbecue because I'm like, well, obviously they're very proud of their barbecue. It looks incredible, but it's good to know that that's like a Saturday special. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they're rotating dishes makes sense because we kind of studied the menu in advance online, but then when we went into the restaurant, it was a slightly different menu. Yeah. Jerry told me about the Saturday special was a crispy pata, I think. Pata? Pata? I instantly thought potato, and that can't be right. I thought potato. No. (laughs) It's a giant uh, pork shoulder. I'm not sure which cut it is, but deep fried... Um, with just a knife in the top of it. And he just said it was incredible. Well, that sounds wow. much better than a potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what I was saying is like, there are a couple of the dishes that I think are going to appeal to your parents. And I think the adobo is like the one that does the best job of appealing to the most people, but has the most flavor. Mm. Did you guys get any of the desserts by any chance? No. Okay. I was late for a movie, but I'm usually all in on desserts when we go places. Cause I feel like that's, somewhere that like places typically really shine is like their desserts are incredible so they have an interesting one that is called uh hello hello and it looks like halo halo Uh, when i first saw it i thought do you know what halo top is yeah halo top ice cream (laughs) so i was like i don't want to get that it's just halo top (laughs) they just bring out a pint of ice cream uh but jerry said we should get it and we split it put our straws in it and stared into each other's eyes. So it's a drink? It's it's an ice cream. Okay, so hollow means mix. So it's mix-mix. And I saw two different sources. I didn't check this with Jerry, but one said that in Tagalog, if you repeat a word, that it's like extra fun. But then another one said it's pho, like fake. Mm, As opposed to pho. Yes. (laughs) But (laughs) Travis rolled his eyes. (laughs) But it's got a lot going on in it. And for adventure seeders, I think it's definitely something to get. If you're not, ask them what's in it or just listen to me because it's got red beans in it. (laughs) It's topped with like a purple ball of ice cream. And then the main part of it is kind of an icy slushy kind of thing that has all the other stuff in it. And it's got different layers in it when you see it from the side of the glass. It also, when you get it, you 
Uh, mix it all up, as the name says. Oh, so you don't eat it in layers. Yeah. So that's the mix mix. Yeah. And uh, and at one point, I have something that's kind of thin, cylindrical, a little bit chewy. I'm like, is this squid? What? <laughs> and I'm like, Jerry, what is this? And he's like, I don't know. We checked. It's coconut. Uh, oh. But it doesn't have the texture that you're used to with coconut. Uh, our server said it, it, it's like the coconut that we typically have is like the brown fuzzy one and in the philippines they have like a green one it's a little bit different but but yeah it was a good drink but they have another drink that's just a watermelon juice that they recommended to us on saturday that was amazing it's fresh watermelon juice i don't know what they do with it but it has more flavor than any of the watermelons i've gotten at my grocery store yeah i was gonna say watermelon just like doesn't really have much flavor to it so you get a good watermelon it does and i've started seeing watermelon based drinks on a lot of menus around town this summer so i think it's not just they're stealing all the good watermelons a philippine specialty but i think it's caught on yeah have you ever seen where they make cube watermelons no you just stick a watermelon in a cube and let it grow into it, and they sell them as cubes. Because oh, you can stack them, I guess. I think it's just a novelty thing. But oh, yeah. I was thinking of the practicality yeah. of grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> but Angie and I were talking about that, and we're growing squash right now, so we're going to try that. And, cool. Yeah, see if that'll work. But What shape are you making? Uh, it's going to be kind of like a round on one side and get a little bit smaller and round on the other side. Hmm. I'm just kidding. That's what a squash looks like. That's, uh, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> Can't fail that way. <laughs> you should do our logo. Make a little rav <laughs> squash. All right, I'll, I'll try that. I don't know if that'll work. The little subtle edges of it, I don't think it'll work that well. But Oh, I forgot. We also got, I, let me see, one more thing. Angie got the uh, crispy kari kari, which has like a peanut base. Very creamy smooth delicious but it also has mixed in with the sauce it's got squash bok choy eggplants and long beans and then it's got a little side with shrimp paste it's a little dip for it but the waitress was walking by and we had already been mixing and stuff and sharing and and she like looked at angie and she was like make sure you dip that in that Mm. like (laughs) because the combination really brought it out and did something new all right let's wrap it up can't say enough like if you're going there for the first time try the adobo or just ask for recommendations they might have something new yeah i'd agree with that as i said i wish we had taken both of her recommendations and i i hope that they have that second dish on the menu when i go back so i can give it a try so i thought what i ordered was good what sticks out to me about this place is it's one of the few places that we've gone to that like has haunted me since and i like want to go back because it's like the flavors I experienced like were very unique. The lumpia were delicious. The nachos were incredible. And so it's a menu that I want to keep exploring, especially knowing that they update it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this place has something that a lot of restaurants lack. And that is that factor that makes you want to go back by updating their menu by having so many just different dishes. So it's not like you get one thing and you're like, well, I kind of feel like I've experienced most of what this menu has to offer. I think they're going to be hugely successful because of that, because of that factor that makes people want to go again and again and again. So I do recommend this place. I recommend you 
take uh, recommendations from the service staff because the staff is super friendly and there to help. And, you know, if you're not familiar with Filipino food, it's a great way to be introduced to it is by taking some of those recommendations. So I think it's great. I'm excited to go back and I think they're going to do really well. Yeah, I'm really glad that we have them here. It's a great location, too. Yeah, once that brewery opens, I feel like I'll be going a few times. So, mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Bye. 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 <laughs> Eat Me in St. Louis is produced by me, Nick Main, along with Travis Randolph and Francie Futterman. If you'd like to talk food with us, find us on Instagram and threads. Just search Eat Me in St. Louis, or you can reach out to us directly at Eat Me in St. Louis podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and be sure to support your favorite local restaurants. And tell Mitch I said hi. <laughs>